0: Will 2023 be known as the hottest recorded year in history? It's too soon to tell, but there are consequences to the temperatures we've experienced, wildfires, and we know about ones in Canada, and now there are fires in the Mojave Desert. It's been a hectic summer temperatures sky high throughout the United States. There have been problems with the air quality in certain parts of North America due to Canadian wildfires, but California has its own history of fires as well. The high temperatures have made it easier for wildfires to spread. And in the Mojave Desert, along the California-Nevada border, a wildfire has scorched 77,000 acres. Thankfully, this has been in mostly remote areas but the hot weather has some local residents worried it'll reach their homes. It's times like these that it's important to remember that all our lives are in the Lord's hands. Let us offer our worries to the one who sustains our lives. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series this week, How Great Thou Art. Over the past few weeks, we've looked at some of the great hymns that have been written. Many of these hymns were written during hard times. They were meant to comfort the souls of Christians when they went through difficulties as well. Other hymns came about after a powerful experience, whether it be a thunderstorm like we heard earlier this week, or after meditating on the work of Christ for sinners. These hymns are wonderful as well and can meet us wherever we are why is this the case because they're resting on the timeless truths of god's greatness and how that has been made known to us in jesus christ this can strengthen the weary and it can encourage those who are running well well today we're thinking about the hymn all hail the power of jesus name The first verse from a powerful hymn that was written in the 1780s and sung for us there by the London Philharmonic Choir. Stay with me as we learn more about its history from pastor and author Robert Morgan and dig into the scriptures it's rooted in. And then after the program, I want to send you a copy of Rob's book called Then Sings My Soul, sharing the backstories of 150 hymns in a devotional book that includes sheet music and lyrics, so you can sing these great hymns as you learn more about them. I recently asked Rob why we need to know and sing these hymns today.
1: Well, apart from the scripture, it's the great hymns of the faith that give us our greatest resource for biblical meditation. A good hymn, Charles, is a miniature Bible study set to music. And so when we memorize a hymn, like "How Firm a Foundation or Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, early in the morning my song shall arise to Thee, when we sing it enough so that we come to know it and we can memorize hymns easier than we can memorize Scripture because they're musical and they rhyme and they have rhythm and they get into our system a little bit easier, then we are singing to ourselves and to our Lord and to other people Bible content, Bible studies. So
0: right you are, Robert Morgan. These hymns are just as powerful today as they were when they were written because they are saturated with Scripture. I want you to enjoy a copy of Then Sings My Soul this summer. I think it'll help you better sing the Lord's praises, maybe even with a new sense of appreciation for who He is and what He's done in your life. Maybe even get an extra copy or more copies we had someone in canada order 10 copies last week after the program come visit our website see the book for yourself make your gift at haventoday.org that's haventoday.org or call us after the program especially if you want multiple copies at 865 haven 865 haven And now, let's open with the entire hymn, sung by the Gettys, live at the Gospel Coalition. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Heard the Gettys sing, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, was written by Edward Perronet, son of an Anglican minister, way back in the 1780s. And as you'll hear from our friend Robert Morgan, Perronet's family was originally from France, but they fled for fear of persecution at the hands of the Catholic monarchy. While Edward worked alongside some big names he would be best known for All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. This hymn exhorts us to lift Christ high, to make his name known, that many more would see that he is risen and reigning even now as our king. Here's Robert Morgan providing some historical background to Edward Perronet
1: In the November 1799 issue of the Gospel magazine, which was edited by Augustus Toplady, there appeared an anonymous hymn, and the title of it was, On the Resurrection, the Lord is King. It began by saying, All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. We later learned that the author was Reverend Edward Peronette. Edward's Protestant grandparents had fled from Catholic France, going first to Switzerland and then to England. Edward's father had become a vicar in the Anglican Church, and Edward followed in his footsteps. For several years, he became closely allied with the Wesleys, traveling with them, and sometimes being caught up in their adventures. In John Wesley's journal, there is an entry that says, Edward Paranet was thrown down and rolled in the mud and mire stones were hurled, and windows were broken. In time, however, Edward broke with the Wesleys over various Methodist policies, and John Wesley excluded his hymns from Methodist hymnals. Edward went off to pastor a small, independent church in Canterbury, and there he died on January the 22nd of 1792. His last words were, "'Glory to God in the height of his divinity,' Glory to God in the depth of his humanity. Glory to God in his all-sufficiency. Into his hands I commend my spirit. But Edward Parinet's hymn, All Held the Power of Jesus' Name, has transcended all denominations and all the eras of time ever since, and has earned him an indelible place in the history of church music.
0: listening to Haven today, and that was all hail the power of Jesus name with a different tune compared to what we heard earlier in the program. Hymns can often have an alternative tune since so many were written as poems before being set to music. And just before we heard the Miles Lane version of this hymn, we heard from Pastor Robert Morgan, who's written this book, then sings my soul, sharing some history about it. All hail the power of Jesus' name. A hymn was written as a reflection on Christ's resurrection. This is no doubt the most momentous event in the history of humanity. The resurrection confirms once and for all that God's grace will win the day. We may die bodily, but those who trust in Christ will live eternally because Jesus has taken away the sting of death and the power that sin holds over us. And this, my friend, is great news. And yet something had to come before the resurrection for this good news to be possible. Take a look with me at Philippians 2 for a moment. Paul was encouraging that church in Philippi to have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. They were having some relationship problems. There was infighting schisms, tension being felt in that new young church. What should be their response? Certainly not pride, but humility. And there is no better example of humility than what we find in Jesus Christ. Philippians 2, 6 and 7 telling us that Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Though Jesus was indeed great because he is the eternal son of God, he didn't make himself great on earth, but he made himself low. He experienced humiliation. Imagine doing that. What would we think of a ruler of a Fortune 500 company stooping down to clean bathrooms in the office? We might think it's beneath him or her. But here was the creator of the universe who receives praise from heavenly beings and enjoys fellowship with the Father and the Holy Spirit who decided to come down to earth as a man. And he wouldn't be well received. He wouldn't be worshipped like he was from his throne in heaven. He would be rejected. He would be even hated. And certainly he was killed. Now that's true humility. But he did this for you and for me. Jesus couldn't save people from their sins without first becoming human and dying on our behalf. This is why Jesus humbled himself. But we know that's not where the story ends. Yes, Christ humbled himself to the point of death. But beginning in verse 9 of Philippians 2, we read, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now, Jesus didn't remain in humiliation. No, for completing his mission to save sinners, he would be rewarded with glory. The Father exalted him and has proclaimed him to be king over all. Edward Peronette was reflecting on passages like the one we just read. And he wrote the famous first words to his hymn, All hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all. That's every knee in heaven, but he doesn't stop there. The second stanza reads, Ye chosen seed of Israel's race, ye ransomed from the fall, Hail him who saves you by his grace, and crown him Lord of all. Did you notice the rich truths that are being sung? We're saved by his grace. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. And those who are saved are part of the chosen seed of Israel's race. As Paul says in scripture, it is those who have faith in Jesus that are sons of Abraham. In a Wonderful twist of events. It turns out that we are part of the children of Abraham that are more numerous than the stars in the sky. But we're missing one group in this hymn. Yes, every knee in heaven will bow and every believer on earth will bow as well. But every knee means every knee. We want others to join us in this surrender to King Jesus. Those who don't even know him yet. And in the third stanza, this group of people are mentioned. Let every kindred, every tribe, on this terrestrial ball, to him all-majesty ascribe, and crown him Lord of all. And that's a call to all peoples everywhere to come to Jesus, to hail him as their king, and to submit themselves as loyal subjects under his loving and gracious rule— And the question that I'd like to ask you now is how will you bow? Everyone will indeed bow one day. Will you bow and surrender in love for King Jesus? Or will you bow as those who will be judged by King Jesus? Come to him in faith. You will not find a kinder, more merciful, and more loving king. This king is the one who humbled himself, He was and he is selfless. Who else would you rather serve? Lay your sin aside today and follow King Jesus. He is there and he will welcome you with open arms. All
2: hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. feet made
0: This rendition of the hymn's tune, the one that most of us have grown up singing, is called Coronation. And we just heard Bob Bennett's soothing voice singing with his acoustic guitar, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, here on Haven Today, and a program called How Great Thou Art. Earlier, we heard Robert Morgan share how hymns like All Hail the Power are so important for us to still sing today and i think you'll see this as you read rob's book called then sings my soul the stories behind the 150 hymns he's collected are nothing less than powerful but as you read the lyrics that are included in this book you'll see how much scripture is embedded in them with the sheet music on the left side and the devotional on the right i think you need this book this summer to help you spend some precious time with the Lord. And you might even want to get another copy or two and give to somebody that has never read it either. I'd like to invite you to visit our website, look at the book, Then Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan, but then make your gift to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now at eight hundred sixty-five haven eight hundred sixty-five haven and just a reminder, we're looking for a few good saints to partner with us. Would you pray about joining us regularly and giving automatically monthly to become a Haven partner and help us share the great story of Jesus? We have some wonderful benefits and gifts for those who commit to becoming a Haven partner. So ask about that when you call eight hundred sixty-five 65 haven or read more about that partnership at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We like to view ourselves in the best light imaginable. I don't think we can help it, really. Self-preservation means we need to protect ourselves when we feel threatened, and that means we need to keep ourselves feeling okay with our decisions. But until we can say along with Paul, I am the chief of sinners... We can't rejoice in this reality. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. There is no good news without the bad news that we are sinful and need help. It means we need to change our lens, change the way we see ourselves. And to be honest, we need a Savior. And the good news is that Jesus Christ is exactly that. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.